and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, editor of Nursing Standard and your podcast host. Today's episode is looking at the topic of leadership. So what makes a good leader? And can every nurse demonstrate leadership skills, whatever their seniority or setting? And how do leadership styles flex to a crisis or emergency situation such as the COVID-19 pandemic? Now that's a lot of questions and there are still more. Fortunately, I have just the person to help with the answers with today's guest, Karen Bonner, who is Chief Nurse and Director for Infection Prevention and Control at Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. So hello and welcome to the podcast, Karen. Hello, Flavia. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for sparing the time. I do appreciate it. So we know at Nursing Standard that leadership is a really popular searchable topic. So let's start with a bit of an easy question. What, what is leadership, in your opinion, and what makes a good leader? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that question. It's an interesting one <laughs> because actually there are so many uh, definitions of what leadership is and so many different types of leaders and I and um, what I would say um, in my view about leadership is those that inspire is definitely something about that's what leadership is and it's important then to think about the people that, that uh, you're inspiring and, and that they are following you uh, because that's really important. Leadership is about leading, leading by example, leading from the front and also uh, supporting individuals um, to be their best. Mm, yeah, definitely. And could you explain sort of what you think are the qualities of an effective leader? And also, I'm interested to find out if you think they can be learned or whether some of them are really kind of part of your personality. Yeah, um, so I think that uh, the real key things for me about what a good leader looks like is somebody that's authentic, so I think mm-hmm. that's the first thing. So authentic, being an authentic leader is really important. I think there's something about compassion and we use that word a lot, but it's a really important word, an important part of leadership so that you show compassion, not just to your the, the people for which you're leading, but for yourself, because that's the other thing that mm-hmm. um, inspirational. So inspiring people um, and obviously being able to shape that vision through that in that sort of uh, visionary piece of leadership where you can start to see what things might look like in the future rather than just the here and the now. I think that's really, really important. I think in answer to the other point about whether or not it can be learned, that yes, absolutely, um, it can be. And there's lots of training and I've done quite a lot myself over the periods of time. So there is there are bits that you can learn. There are some innate bits that I think that people have. So there are some people that are very authentic and also um you know they're able to inspire people uh, and that comes quite naturally to them and that's why I also think that we think about leadership in a linear sense that it's the people at the top of an organization or top of a um a business it's not necessarily the case Mm, definitely. And sort of expanding on that a little bit more, can you talk about your own style of leadership and, and also your your kind of journey in a nutshell, really, to, to becoming a, a chief nurse? You know, I'd be interested to hear about what you've kind of learned along the way, too. Yes. Uh, so I am. Um, so my leadership does change and I think most leaders will 
have to flex their leadership style according to the situation where they are and how to how people are and how to motivate them. That's the truth of it. A good leader should be able to flex their style according to what's needed in those moments. And we think about the last two years, it's been very, very, it's demanded a very different style from many of us. So, uh, yeah. so I would like to consider myself to be flexible. I am, uh, I am very much a inspirational person. I like to inspire people. I like to listen. I like, I like, I like to hear from others to shape opinions. And I also like to lead by example. So if, um, I, I try not to ask of people what I wouldn't expect of myself. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think what what's really important is that bit about being authentic. And that's something that I've had to learn over time, not to be the leader that everyone expects or kind of shoehorns you into because you're in a certain position in a certain organisation being a certain way when actually there's something about how do you bring your authentic self to to work every day, which is something I think that um, particularly people from my background, I come from a diverse background, my parents are from the West Indies originally, that sometimes that's something we grapple with mm. as senior leaders, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have an example of that, sort of how you bring your authentic self to 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 work? Yeah, I mean, I I I, I generally um I generally try to be myself in those moments. So if I do like to have a bit of fun, even in the hardest times, so I do generally try to do that. But lots of people say that I'm firm and fair, so I try to be really fair because I think that's really that's who I am as a person. I I really am a staunch supporter in e- equity and fairness. And so I, I and I don't always get it right. And that's the other thing to remember. We won't always get it right as leaders. And I think we have I own when I don't get it right. And I'm quite clear about owning that if I don't quite get and what I've learned from that. And I think that's really important. That's where you bring a bit of that authenticity to to help people to understand that's what leadership is about, really. Mm, definitely. Yeah, because I was going to ask you about sort of learning experiences along the way as well, sort of. I mean, what what have you learned about your yourself as as well in in those kind of moments where perhaps you you haven't got things right and and you know, but you've been very honest about it by the sounds of things too. Yeah, I so I have like everything reflect. I reflect quite a lot, and that's um, part of my personality. So I do consider when I'm in a situation how maybe people have how I've landed. And that's something I've learned over time to consider that. But also it's partly innately. I've always been a bit like that. So I think about I reflect on what's happened in those moments and what could I do differently or what I've learned. So that's a constant thing. Sometimes you've got to be mindful you don't do too much of that because that's not helpful either. There's got to be a balance in that. So and where I've not got it right, and, I, and I, there are some examples in the last couple of years in this job where I've not maybe done things in the way that it's landed well with uh, some people because it's been difficult, is being really clear about understanding that that's not um, the intention and also to listen and to not invalidate how people might feel because I think that's really important in any situation. And also just own that, that if people feel a certain way about how you as a leader have delivered or a decision that you've made and be really clear. And I had a conversation just last week with a, uh, a group of nurses who um, were concerned about a decision that I was involved with a few months ago. And I and I was very clear that I would still make that same decision now, mm-hmm. you know, whilst I understand that it didn't 
it didn't sit well. It was around guidance and infection prevention control and very difficult situation in the pandemic. And I was very clear that whilst I understand that they were concerned about that, but I would make that same decision again if I was to make it in that in that in that space. So there's something about owning your decisions, but also being clear about um, when you've made a decision in that moment that you felt was right and it's maybe not right tomorrow and how you balance that decision. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the pandemic as well, because um, I wanted to sort of find out how your your own leadership style or, or that of sort of, you know, senior colleagues has, has had to flex really to the, the needs of the pandemic. Yeah, so uh, so firstly, I would just like to say that I started this job on the 30th of March in 2020. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I started <laughs> right at the beginning of the first wave, we were in mm -hmm. lockdown. I um, had just left London. I was at Chelsea and Westminster and I just left there uh, and things were really, really heating up in London. So that was the first thing. And obviously I was involved quite heavily in that really at uh, that moment when things were really, we knew the pandemic was going to be um, a, a real concern. And I got, I landed at, at Buckinghamshire Healthcare right in the middle of the first wave. Lockdown had happened. We had stopped a lot of services and I had to really rethink my leadership style in that moment immediately because I had planned things as you do. You, you know, you're going into a new place. It's a new job. It's my uh, first chief nurse job. How are you going to land? How are you going to engage people? And then, of course, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go out, and meet people in the same way. I couldn't engage them face to face in the same way. And so I had to really radically think about how I needed to change my approach to how I was going to engage people. And so I, I, I am quite a visible leader. I like to be, I'm in my uniform, I'm in it today. I, I tend to be in my uniform. So when I get moments between things, I can go out and see people on the wards, in the apartments, in the corridors. And I did a lot of that in the first few months, meeting people in the, you know, the canteen and, and just having conversations really, because you can do a lot more in a corridor sometimes than you can even in an hour long meeting, you'd be surprised. So yeah, I had to really rethink about how I was going to engage people and also keep people motivated because this has been now if we think this is two years on a very prolonged situation and you've got to keep yourself motivated that's the other thing and then to keep others motivated so thinking about how you can make sure that you're also focusing on what people have done really really well which I think is important at any point in any point part of leadership journey and not always where things haven't gone so well and that's definitely something that um whilst I was always like that I had to make sure that I was more like that in this space because actually we were dealing with and grappling with things that were constantly changing every single day. Mm, yeah absolutely and actually that kind of segues really into into my next question that I was going to ask you which is around resilience which you know was I'm sure you're aware is often seen as a, a bit of a dirty word in, in nursing but I mean how do you stay resilient as a leader in in well in situations such as those we're, we're still in right now? Yeah I think the thing I would say about resilience is that, yeah, it can be, it's been used well and then used badly, but I think it's an important word. Uh, but I also think it's important for us to understand what you need as an individual. So firstly, for me, I've had to really think about what I need to do for myself to keep myself going through the last two years. 
and I there's been a number of things the things that I would normally enjoy doing I've not been able to do so the decompression that I'd normally get from my day job of meeting a friend or going out for a drink or going somewhere sociably just completely stopped and that was really really difficult actually because you know I've worked in nursing for a really long time and you do need those moments where you just have a little drink with a friend and I didn't have that so how I've kept myself resilient and and I you know and there's been moments where it's been challenging for me also is recognizing first and foremost that this is tough and I think it's no um there's no point in 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 trying to um picture it in any other way this is tough to be a leader in this pandemic in these moments is tough for everybody in multiple ways so I think there's a bit about understanding that mm. not trying to pretend anything differently so there's a realism of that I took I, I cycle quite a lot anyway I've always done but I took up cycling I did more cycling I cycled a lot of weekends in the evenings when it's brighter and when I got home just to decompress I started running um, about a year ago in the second wave because that was more challenging I think for us than the first mm. for, in part because it was a year and in part because of the nature of that particular variant last January in January of uh, 2021 and I took up running so I, I ran a lot and listened a lot to podcasts and uh, books and anything that would make me decompress out of the situation and and also just speaking to people i've got i'm fortunate to have a lot of colleagues that we have a bit of a group that we meet we met quite regularly during those first few first year or so of covid and just being able to talk to colleagues in the same situation as you is definitely something else uh, that i've done in order to help me in these moments Mm -hmm. So you must be um, physically very fit by now then, by the sounds of things. Well, I'm definitely fitter than when I started off and I wasn't too bad to begin with. But, but you know, you've got to remember as well, we've all been forced to kind of do less, haven't we? So I drive to work now. I was always on the tube in London. So I used to, you know, cycle to the station, get on the tube, the bus, walk. I'd stopped all that stopped. I got in the car and drove from yeah. A to B. So, I, you know, I consciously had to do things like stop doing that and park the car further and walk more. And so running and 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 the gyms being closed, just looking at those ways. And actually mentally, it was really good for me. So uh, and taking in the nature and just embedding myself in those moments of actually like I, 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 walk, I, I cycle along the canal. I live in London still, so I cycle along the canal and there's birds and swans and they're still having their babies and living their lives quite happily along the canal and that was quite a nice refreshing time I used to sit there looking at them thinking the world kind of for them is probably not much different yeah. they're probably being overfed by now the amount of people that were going <laughs> in the canal in the first year that's for sure but they definitely were having weren't having the time that we were having in very different ways yeah, that's so true. Time in nature, I think everyone has found beneficial uh, over this pandemic, haven't they? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just finally, I wanted to, to ask you really what your top tips are for, for being a successful leader or sort of simply showing good leadership skills. So I'm thinking, you know, not just people who are literally leaders like yourself, but but those who, who want to sort of demonstrate the, those skills in their practice. So I always say that that we can leaderships at all levels. So, you know, the support workers that work on wards have been there for 10, 15 years, know the running of the ward even smoother than some of the staff nurses and other people that come in and literally help 
new people come in. So, you know, and they're leaders in their own right. They're doing some amazing work. And so are. So there's something about understanding that leadership comes at all levels and people can be leaders and, in, and, and, and lead in what they do and do that well. I think that's really important that people understand that. I, I think for me, the top tips for me are some of the things I've already mentioned is how bring your how you um, show up is really important as a leader and and to tr do that with as much authenticity as possible and we know that we have to refine ourselves in certain situations but I think it's important for us as leaders to be real to people if I walked around every day saying everything was wonderful and everyone else is feeling it really inadequate, that's not helpful to anybody. Mm. You know, so if I'm tired, I say I'm tired. If it's tough and I need my day off and I'm about to go on leave, I say to people, gosh, I'm looking forward to my holiday. And they'll say, this, yes, so am I. So that actually you've got that authenticity and that realness that people can also relate to. I think the, the top tips, I think, is about being yourself and uh, defining the leader you want to be because I've read the million and one textbooks about different styles of leadership you could probably list them I'm sure there's many but what type of leader do you want to be what do you want to show up who do you who would you have lead you and try and be that person is a thing that I would say and also just be able to always refine yourself and be mindful that you are in different situations which will demand different styles from you and don't expect everyone to fit into your leadership style. There's something about you also flexing to support others because you'll can't you'll be leading people from all backgrounds, all walks of life, all ages, and all situations. And therefore, it doesn't mean that you're just rigid in your approach. It's really important that you think about your approach being authentic and being flexible in order for people uh, to to engage with people at all levels. Mm. Well, thank you very much and thank you for showing up and, and being a, a great uh, guest and you've uh, answered the questions uh, eloquently and, and in such great time as well. So clearly very good uh, leadership skills. So <laughs> thank you for uh, for taking part in the podcast. Thank, thank you for having me. And, and yeah, thanks for anybody out there that's listening as well. Thanks, Lavia. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that all the resources connected with this episode of the show can be found at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also catch up on any episodes you may have missed or simply want to play back. And we greatly appreciate any feedback, so please do rate or review us on Apple or Spotify podcasts, which will also help other people to find us. I hope you enjoyed the show.